Well, it's a real pleasure to catch up with uh, what's going to be a new face on the grid for the British Touring Car Championship in 2016. Uh, Matt Simpson, welcome to a very wet, cold and windy Croft. Indeed, yeah, I wasn't expecting this. Mind you, I was, I was expecting the snow, to be honest with you, so at least we haven't got the snow just quite yet. Don't tempt fate, Matt, it could be on its way. Now, Matt, you're um, coming to the British Touring Car Championship uh, as the European Hot Rod Champion. Um, different car, new setup, new prep team, a, an exciting time for you. It is indeed, yeah. I mean, we've raced on the, a short quarter-mile ovals for many a year, 10, 15 years, uh, and then we progressed into the Quaife Intermark Series for the last two and a half years now, which is very similar to a hot rods like I've raced on the ovals but obviously with windows under trays in um, and yeah we had two two and a half successful years won the championship two years running and we were done very well in the second well the first half of last season before we decided to obviously a move was definitely you know in need for me I needed a new challenge because I didn't have any more heights to reach in the Intermark series I was sort of, I really did dominate the series and you know rocking up each race weekend majority of the time we're putting it on pole and winning both races so I needed a challenge and obviously you know as a business as well Simpson Race Exhaust is my business and I think going into the British Touring Car Championship will definitely reach you know one the company new heights for the company and me as a driver as a profile and to give me a big big challenge. So there's perhaps a danger you were you were getting how can I say complacent overconfident with with what you were doing previously it was yeah I mean I really enjoyed racing the Intermarks it, you know we were trying to make the car fast although we didn't have to we, you know I was sort of setting myself tasks you know at Brands we was very similar to a British touring car right you know lap time round Brands actually we was a we weren't far off we was in the 48s with the Tigra um, and that was really my challenge I was sort of racing the stopwatch trying to get faster and faster getting closer to touring car times never ever even dreaming that I would set foot in a British touring car to race ever. You know, it is literally a dream to come true. So let's talk about that shift now and literally the, the four wheels that are underneath you, very different from the car you've had previously in terms of, of setup and the, and the way that you drive it. Talk me through that. Indeed, yeah, the, the main difference is the Honda is front-wheel drive, so basically, the, you know, the front wheels drive the car, you steer the car with the front. Um, obviously, I'm predominantly used to rear-wheel drive, which is a totally different animal. So as you can imagine, you know, driving the front-wheel drive Honda the back does get very light in certain aspects of different types of corner, whether it's, you know undulations in the track. The car, you know, you've got to be really, really keeps you on your toes if you like, you know, because it's totally different, you know, racing aspects. The cars on the grid, obviously, there's a 32 cars on the grid for the British Touring Car Championship, so there's a lot of cars. But I'm used to in my old race series on the ovals in National Hot Rods, I was used to racing 32, 34 cars on a quarter of a mile oval. So the closeness I've had and experienced previously for a good 10 years. And as you can imagine, on arena, an arena, you know, you sort of two, three abreast, and the best man in the oval racing starts at the back of the field. So you've got to work your way from the back to the front in 30, 35 laps, which could end in tears at some point. You get your car carried off in, a, in an absolute mess. You take it home in a skip, really. But, uh, but yeah, so very similar. But obviously the touring cars have got the best of the best drivers, I think, in the UK and Europe. And, yeah, I mean, if we can if we can try and finish as many races as we can this year, try and gain as much experience, as much knowledge, and just learn the series, learn the package, and look forward to, you know, 2017 and try and get in some points and trying to, you know, trying to get better and better as we go along. Now, you're going to be going out on track in the Honda Civic Type R that uh, Gordon Shedden won the championship in last year. That must be a confidence boost already. It is indeed, but then if I'm not as quick as Gordon, it's definitely down to me as the driver. But, you know, that is one reason why we did go that route, to be honest with you. We wanted to go for a known quantity. You know, we've got obviously all the data from last year from Dynamics. So at least we know 
you know, the, the car is there, it's me. You know, a few little tweaks here and there to obviously suit the driving style of me to, with the car. But again, I just cannot thank Team Dynamics, Matt, Gordon, all the boys at Dynamics. They've been so helpful in helping me, guiding me. And again, not forgetting my own team as well, Speedworks. They've been absolutely fantastic as well. I'm just, I think we've got, I've got two good teams behind me, supporting me and backing me. And, you know, it's a fantastic position to be in. So a lot of people think racing drivers are competitive, of course they are, but you've just highlighted what's actually a, a really interesting situation that's got a family feel to it of, of help, hasn't it, from some of those more experienced drivers in the in the championship? It has indeed. I mean, Matt and Gordon, obviously we bought the car from Dynamics and they said that they'd help, but I still look at them as though they're big, and they are superstars, and you know, seeing them come over and help and offer me guidance and stuff, it is literally a dream come true. I've always looked up to them, watching them on TV and stuff, and now I'm sort of in the paddock with them and talking to them and stuff, and it's literally, yeah, it's a, the big wow factor for me, to be honest with you. Have you had the chance to uh, to follow uh, one of the uh, one of the other drivers around the circuit? Have you had a chance to follow Gordon round, for example, yet? <laughs> yeah, I followed Gordon around at Thruxton and three or four laps, and then, yeah, I just got out and he said to me, what happened to you? I said, one word, Gordon. He said, yeah. I said, you're mad. But yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, he's on the top of his game. You know, he's been in the touring cars a long time. He's champion for a reason, you know, and, you know, fair play to him, you know, and he's my goal. I'd love to be, thinking four or five years' time, I will be up there or near, you know, challenging Matt and Gordon and obviously all the other teams and all the other top drivers out there as well. So in the testing that you've had so far, you could probably do with a little bit more dry testing, I guess, but where have you been finding the extra little bits of uh, of time? The main difference for me driving the cars is the braking. The braking areas are absolutely phenomenal. Obviously, the, the braking points that I've been used to driving in the in the other series that I've raced in. I mean, I was started braking in those those points, and I mean, you might as well just forget them and count to one, two, three, and think then think about braking. So the braking points are a lot, lot different, um, and the brake pressure as well. The amount of brake pressure you need to put on to get the thing to you know to get the thing to rotate because of the front wheel drive to get the thing to steer on the back. It's just totally different. The sequential gearbox, I've never driven a car with a sequential gearbox in my life. So it's like driving an automatic, to be honest with you. Your left foot, you know, your tendency, use a left foot on the high-speed stuff to keep the front in, stop the weight transfer. Um, but it is literally like driving an automatic. I've got to say for the people that obviously don't know much about the British Touring Car Championship, you know, it is unbelievable. You don't even lift to change gear. You are literally flat on the throttle and just pulling through the gears. It's amazing. Presumably there's also a difference in the way that you look after the tyres in, uh, in the British Touring Car Championship than the, the way you might have done driving in the, uh, in the previous series in the hot rods. It is indeed. Obviously the races are predominantly a lot, lot different in length. I mean the Intermark series was 10 or 15 minute races where the touring cars obviously 20 to 25 minutes, different tyre constructor as well. Um, and it is all about keeping the tyres on it. But obviously qualifying is the opposite. You need to get the tyres to come in quick to get a lap in early rather than thinking about you know the length of a race to try and keep the tyres on the, at the end, so you still got you still got some rubber left. Obviously, we tested the super softs, and that you know they're going to take some getting used to to get my head round as well. Because trying to you know not you know they feel they come on so much quicker than the, the mediums, which you know your instant reaction is you want to push, but literally you've got to think your brain's telling you to push, but you've got to think no, you've got to, you've got to sit literally sit back and just think about the end of the race and make sure you've got some tyres left at the end. 
Now, you know many of the circuits in the UK that the British Touring Car Championship goes to. You've driven them, you've experienced them, you're a winner on those circuits. Is it a case now that you're having to relearn those circuits in the, in the Honda? Indeed, yeah. As I, you know, as I just said a minute ago, you know, the braking points, you know, getting back on the power, and obviously British Touring Car drivers can use a lot more curb than any other race series as well so you'll find yourself hopping up up and over the curbs and stuff like that where in the series you know you you wouldn't dare touch a curb because you'll bend a steering arm or you'll damage or bend something because obviously they're a lot lighter and, and a lot more flimsy um so yeah it's a totally different driver technique but yeah i mean i just find going out with other cars it definitely helps because you can just sit behind someone just watch where they are what part of the track they're using where they're braking and that i find does definitely help drag you along it's okay going on your own getting lap times in and being quick on your own but I don't think there's nothing better than actually being out with on track with cars that you are racing with and racing against. Now you're working with Speedworks Motorsports this year uh, the team who are going to put their hopefully a winning car underneath you how's that relationship going? Yeah fantastic I mean we go back years Christian um, with obviously my dad Jeff Simpson um, my dad Jeff Simpson used to race against his stepdad Paul Sheard back in the Eurocar days back in the 90s so we've known Christian you know, for many years, and Amy as well. So they're a lovely family-run team, and that's another reason why we did go, go on with Speedworks because they made us feel so welcome last year. We come to the last four or five rounds, they got us in hospitality and explained things. We could, you know, we experienced the race weekend with Speedworks, and they made us feel really welcome because I do come as a family. I'm obviously my wife, my two kids, my mum and dad, my nan, my sister, little nephew. We all come as a unit. So I didn't want to go into a team where you know it's just driver and I just leave the family at home and I go and enjoy myself for the weekend. You know, we do things as a family and we want to enjoy this together as a family and I want them to be a big part of it. The British Touring Car Championship um, goes to some of the great circuits in the UK. It's on ITV, it has international coverage, people from all over the world watch what's going on. That's going to be a, a, an interesting new thing for you as well, being under the media spotlight, isn't it? It is, yeah. You know, I, I'm a firm believer, you know, the, the, the championship itself, the fan base is absolutely phenomenal. And I think if the fan base wasn't what it is, the series wouldn't be what it is without the fans. You know, the fans play a big, big part in it. And... You know, we was at Thruxton a couple of weeks ago and I was just walking back from the, from looking at the track, see if it was, re- was ready to go on to Slicks or not with Christian, my team manager, um, walking back and, you know, a couple of people said, can you go sign this, can I have a selfie? And it's just like, I said to Christian, am I actually living this or is this actually an actual dream? Because I've, yeah, it is amazing. I just cannot believe the fan base and the drivers just seem to be put on a big pedestal and, you know, which I think is fantastic. But, you know, again... You know, the interaction the fans have with the drivers, with the autograph sign in the morning, and, you know, the drivers can interact with the fans, which I think do go a long, long way, because that's what people want. They pay their money to go for the turnstile, and they want value for money, and that, I think, the touring cars definitely does give. So we had a couple of sessions out this morning at uh, Croft. There's standing water out on the circuit. There's possibly snow coming in, which doesn't make it uh, particularly easy. Um, you say you've been, been picking a bit of time here and there and, and learning the circuit. What are you hoping to get out of the rest of today? Again, you know, it's UK weather, so it could be raining in June. So I'm just treating it as though, you know, we're bedding some brakes in. Um, we're just obviously getting to know the tracks. I've never raced here before. Um, so learn the track learning where the standing water is, just getting a feel, and again, just for seat time, really, you know, wet weather testing is as good as any, really, so we'll see how we go. Fantastic. Well, we'll catch up with you later on in the day. Matt, good luck for the rest of the testing day, and thanks very much for your time. No problem at all. Thank you.